That fool and his experiments. His toys. That mockery of power stitched together from alchemical detritus and unbound necromancy was never meant to survive, let alone grow on its own to such proportions. Yet Jafaki trusted it to guard his sanctum. For all his knowledge, he still denies the power of Lady Rushlight, and it will be his undoing. it's time to roll for intent i'm your gm trevor and look what the fuck the cat dragged in uh, may we have a recorded in the whole year <laughs> it's the yeah, san it's diego whole... skank himself <laughs> i'm back to fuck shit up guys <laughs> yes you are who enjoys being a regular human being fucking not, not for this long. guy not this guy <laughs> <laughs> Doing anything? Uh, we... Smash any uh, shopping carts recently? I was. I, it's so funny. I knew you guys were gonna be like. So what fucked up thing did you do? What degeneracy you know, have you been up to? It's been it's been a month or so, and uh, like instead of thinking of them, let's just wait because I'm sure a sentence will come up of a regular mundane thing that you guys did over the last month. And I'm gonna have some week crazy story. Yeah, right. Some crazy story. I think it's actually been eight weeks since we've all recorded together. Like real, yeah, yeah real. It's been a hot yeah, real was weeks. Hectic, man. Oh man, yeah. yeah I mean, that's nice. why right now we're releasing stuff that I recorded. Me and Micah recorded a year and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the headshot, the rot stuff. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. good stuff. It's good stuff. It was good. It's just it. we needed that little bit stuff. of uh, space. I'm sure you know for the listeners too. The holiday season can be extremely tedious and, and busy and stressful. So coming back down off of that into regularity has been really nice finally get so, the season over with mm-hmm. i i want to share two profoundly fucked up things i've learned in like the past 48 hours i was gonna say 10 minutes <laughs> one of them one of them was in the past 10 minutes yes so did you know that there is a phobia that describes the fear of palindromes and it's palindrome backwards yes i know no it's, really it's, it, or I sorry, bef- it, 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 the, the, the phobia is a palindrome. It, you exactly. can spell it backwards. It's, yeah, it's, so it's very much on purpose. I watched this dude do a whole video. Where he was like, why are all of the phobias like specifically named That's after so the phobia? Like the fear of long words is like 20 plus fucking yeah. letters for no reason. Yeah. It's just cool. Oh, there's a reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's definitely a reason. And, and, no and good it's because we'll, so we'll say that. Because I people hate people with mental disabilities. That's why. It's so, like, what's, what causes the fear of palindromes? Like, what does that consist of? Probably like, know, really deep fear, my god. No, what causes like a fear, fear at all? Yeah, what's like a, a self preservation? I don't know. I, For I love palindromes. I got married out of palindrome. That's how much I love palindromes. Wait, what? My wedding date <laughs> <Explain>. is <laughs> my wedding date is one two zero two two zero two one, which is a palindrome. And and we actually had to say no to two venues because we were like, "Do you have this date open?" And we loved the venues. We're like, do you have this date open? And they're like, no. And they're like, well, fucking eat a dick. And we left. And we didn't go there because we wanted that date. There you go. That's the fucked up thing that you did. <laughs> we really liked those venues, but we, they didn't have that date. Oh, that sounds like it was a while ago, though. You're, well, yeah, you're, was, yeah. Your wedding date is only a palindrome if you do your date wrong. Nope. No. If, it, if you do one two zero two two zero two one, that's that's the palindrome. 
1202-2021. That's when we got married. Yeah, I know. But 1202-2021 is wrong. Well, yeah, but I'm not in... I don't live in... Wait. 1202-2021, that's not wrong. Yeah, okay, write this out. Hold write on. This I, out, look notepad. at it. 1202-2021. That's a palindrome. I know. That's my wedding yeah, I know, day. I, I would know, know. I know. I know. But it should... <laughs> it sh- the U.S. is the only place in the world that does month, day, year. In the place that he has lived no. his whole life so, and he grew up. So, so <laughs> also, I just if you take out the zeros, right just wrong. But even period. if you take out the zeros, that's okay. You twelve two twenty one. Still right. I'm in his yeah. corner on this. Yeah, and twelve yeah. Right. twelve yeah. two twenty one. That point right now is also. <laughs> I mean, what words are palindromes in other languages? Probably not very many. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. <laughs> I guess that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I I always write my date the way that they tell me not to on the form because I, I don't like the month day year it just doesn't make any logical sense actually for my day job i have to write and date a lot of documents that go to foreign countries so anymore i'm actually in the habit of three letter initial for the month and then the day then the year just so there is no confusion on anyone's part <laughs> that's kind of what i, I do with my company because it's a german company it just I do, keeps it consistent I do year month day always I may have told this story 15 years. I may have told the story of when I went to London. I went to England with Cami and I was star I'd never flown internationally before and I was starving. Cami took Dramamine to fall asleep. And they're like, dude, would you like what would you like to eat? And I got fish and and I got the fish and I was like, we went in like, I don't know, March or April, and the fish it said it expired February 8th. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I starved the whole flight. And then I, I asked for an, and I was like, Cammy woke up and I was like, look, they gave me expired fish. Like, I can't eat this. And then I was like starving. And like, oh do, do you they're like, do you not want to eat anything <laughs> the whole 11 hour flight, sir? And I'm like, I'll just get something else. And I got like something else. And that was also expired. And I was like, this is fucking yep. bullshit. Yep. I was starving. But- and then they were like, hey. The, the day is first and then the month. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> it, was like, it was like the 2nd of August is when it expired. And I was like, I'm oh fucking God. starving. And they brought me like, they, they gave me like four meals at once. And Raymond, I was like, we, thank you so much. We both worked at the same place where we did it that way, though. On all our I dates. Know. This was before. This was before I worked there. Oh, this I mean, okay. that okay. is natural selection at its finest. Honestly, Raymond, I miss you so much. But I will no say, I will say this is hilarious. This, I have pictures I of this too. What the fuck? I, hold on, I really would have done that. I have pictures of it too. So after that happened, they like I ate all my food and then we landed, and the air stewardesses walked up to me and they're like, "Hey, buddy." You want to see the cockpit? And I was like, yeah. I always want to see the cockpit. They literally were like, they were like, oh, something must be wrong with him. Let's see. Let's offer him to see the cockpit. They simple bend you. They did. This is actually what they did. Guardian? Did you get, did you get like a, a plane trading card? Because apparently they do that. I know. I, I heard about that. Um, did you guys know yeah, about that? Damn, I I, I heard. No, I saw a TikTok. I saw a TikTok of some dude. He was like, apparently, there's plane training guards, and he walked onto his jet and asked if he could talk to the pilot. The pilot's like, "What up?" And he's like, "Do you do you guys have trading cards?" And he's like, "Fuck yeah, I do." And pulled out a bunch of trading cards with like different commercial jetliners on them. Which if you're a plane person, it's Delta. Great, Delta does it. Oh, is it Delta? Really? Yeah. I'll have to 
Try that on no, Sunday. See, they're they're totally Delta. tapping into the millennial market of just card gamers right there. Oh, yeah. Do you have 100%. any idea how many people in their 30s and 40s are so into Yu-Gi-Oh? And they're like, are you telling me I get another type of card to collect and I get to hyperfixate <laughs> on planes at the same time? What? Hell yeah. <laughs> no, that's I'm definitely in. up there. That, that, is, that is fucked up. Uh, was that both of your fucked up things? No. No, the other fucked up thing. It involves you as well. Oh. Neither Jake nor Raymond know what Festivus is. Yeah, I know, and it's affected my day to day life so much, too. Yeah, Raymond is, is a comedian and he does not know what Festivus I is. Never said I, I was a good Micah, comedian. You didn't know who Jim Henson was a couple weeks ago, so I don't want to hear I don't give a shit. <laughs> I still don't remember are, are who he is. Are we, we going to try and make an argument here that one is like a more like, like popular cultural touchstone than the other? Yes. Okay. No. Sure. Uh, no. Yeah, I love I, I all will... of the like the Festivus movies that are explicitly about Festivus and not the no, Christian so... version of their holiday we have now. Wait, it's a movie? No, it's not. Oh. It is <laughs> oh, I was a like, what? one-off joke from a single episode of Seinfeld. Oh, I never watched Seinfeld. Who gives a shit? Oh my god. That's <laughs> so good. So the joke Watch is... It's just better. I want to stop film. Oh, get out of here. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so the joke is that George's dad, when he was a kid, when George was a kid, he was going to get some, some uh, doll. He says he got a doll for George because he loves to constantly emasculate George. It's, it's just his thing. Right. So he says he's, he's getting a doll and it's the last one. And as he's beating the shit out of this other dad, that's trying to get the doll. He has a realization that this holiday is stupid and they're not going to celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas or anything anymore. So he creates a new holiday called Festivus in which instead the only decoration is a single unadorned aluminum pole that sits vertically in the corner of the room. And they have various (laughs) traditions such as the airing of grievances at dinner and then feats of strength afterwards. (laughs) It's it's fantastic. So they just shout Mm -hmm. at each other all the things they dislike about each other at dinner and then they wrestle. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay. I could get behind this. I could get behind this holiday. <laughs> I, I, I really, you know, when the kids are old enough that they don't really care too much about the presents, we're going to Festivus in my house. It's going to be fantastic. December 23rd as an alternate. Yep. Where family arguments yep. are no longer a bug, but a feature. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Festivus for the rest of us. Huh. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. You go. You guys owe your owe it to yourselves to go watch the Festivus episode of Seinfeld. Just, just go I will. do it. Now I will. I'll, it's I'll fantastic. Go it. One of the best. It really is. It's called the Strike. I think the episode's called the Strike. It's about that. Like it starts with like Kramer's working at a bagel store that's striking, and then he and he starts the strike himself, and then he ends up being the first scab on the strike too. The oh. so Festivus is the B plot for the episode, <laughs> but it's more <laughs> memorable than the strike part. The poll is you know, I like. I, I got like sucked into a a YouTube rabbit hole recently uh, that kind of caught me into speed running, and it's only because I heard something that was funny, like not, not like doing speed running, but I think they're neat and interesting to watch, right? And it was only because I saw a clip of a really, really, really old um, N64 speed run of the 007 GoldenEye game. Oh, good game. So good. And this guy like finally like either ties somebody else for the world record. Because in GoldenEye, there's like a set limit supposedly for like how fast you can achieve like the level for like different ratings and things like that. Um, 
he did this one level uh and he and he got like the best time on it and tied for it and the entire time like to save time he's looking down at the ground so the game doesn't lag so it only runs at 30 fps anyway and the more stuff it has on the screen the slower it runs he's trying to go fast so you look down just at the floor this dude's looking at the floor and he already knows that he got lucky enough or not lucky enough, but like succeeded in what he was doing. And he had the rest of his run is easy. So he's just shit talking the whole time. And he's like, <laughs> that's right. Me and Mark Rutsu, me and Mark fucking Rutsu. I never seen a 117 and I never fucking will. Like, I just, I love people popping off over dumb shit like that. <laughs> or that, like, I love that clip that circulates around to that dude who wins the bowling tournament and just turns and starts screaming at the crowd. Yeah, just nonsense. Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> I am. But it also like got me remembering other things from like my childhood, right? And I was like, I remember playing like 007 and stuff like that. But I re- like I realized watching it that it reminded me of another game that I played on the N64, and it like mental flashbanged and opened up a memory for me of a game that Trevor had growing up that was a first person shooter, very similar to Goldeneye, but it was much scarier and scared the piss out of me. And I want to know if anybody else had that experience growing up. You ever heard of a game called Perfect Dark? Perfect Dark! Oh, oh Perfect no. Dark. Perfect I know. Dark. Dark. Yeah. I was a little oh, wee lad playing Perfect Dark and I got that's to the not, alien level yeah. because I picked up Trevor's game while he was at school and I cried. Oh, yeah. I do <laughs> Perfect Dark had a rocket launcher that when you fired it, you got, then you had the view yeah. of the missile and you could drive the yes. missile so we yeah. would like get together and everyone would pick a corner and that's like you weren't allowed to move you just shot and tried to kill each other by oh my God, trying to I drive your missile through the level it was hilarious i had the best multiplayer especially if you had the expansion pack because it had like it was the first game that i ever played that was an fps that had tunable ai enemies that you could fight against in the multiplayer deathmatch and they were decent, and there was like differentiation between the style of play they had and the difficulty that they played. And it wasn't BS like they had aimbot or could see through walls or stuff. They just were better, right? They didn't have more health. It, it was it was fantastic. I loved Perfect Dark. That was it was God, such an yeah, atmospheric game that. for the so like. Good. I just remember it always being dark and spooky and hard as shit to see. Like mm-hmm. almost every level felt like that. It was just like it was very ominous and scary. I don't remember the plot at all, or like what the point yeah. of the game was. No, but it's it, it's incomprehensible. Games of that generation, like they really had a knack for being weirdly scary. Like I've been replaying Metal yep. Gear Solid One. That game is weirdly freaky all the time, and it's not even trying to be a horror game. Shadow Man, it's just the atmosphere it's like that too. That's that's very freaky game. Shadow Man is is nuts because like they had to rely on atmosphere so much. Um, because like they couldn't make something that was realistic. It was all about the atmosphere and the dread and the tension and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like the uh, pitch black. It was it pitch black or was it alone in the dark? I forget which one it was. But those were I fantastic too. And then they made you know awful movie of it. But that doesn't tarnish the uh, the game. Like the original, uh, like Resident Evil. Like the like Resident Evil and Resident Evil Two, freaking terrifying, and they weren't realistic or anything. They just, you know, I'll tell you what was terrifying because those camera angles, right? Even Silent Hill, like yes, disturbing imagery. I remember Silent but Hill, but nothing that was realistic, disturbing imagery. It's just like what's just beyond the fog. Yeah, exactly. I think I always loved Amnesia when I was in high school for that exact same reason. Like, it's all about the atmosphere and like, yeah, you can see the monster, but you're actively penalized for looking at it. And your only option Mm -hmm. is to run. And it's all about just like constantly being in the dark, constantly like managing your resources and knowing that you are helpless and afraid the entire time. 
Jake, have you played the uh, the new Amnesia, which is like set in a World War One trench? No, I have not. Are you interested in playing it? I might be. If inquiring minds it's, are going to watch or something, it, it be a part sounds of that. cool. It sounds cool. All right, I'd be interested in that. We'll live stream. <laughs> oh God! No, we won't. All right, y'all. No, do we want to? Do we want to play this game? Raymond, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's see how Raymond. You, I, I, you decide. I, want, I wonder if my I still gonna have seventeens or if that luck has now passed in the last year. Maybe maybe I left that luck in twenty twenty three, and I want to find out. You transferred all your luck into your business. I know, right? Seriously, I really have. It's been going well, guys. <laughs> but I mean, that's so unfortunate for you. You don't have any know, time right? to play tabletop <laughs> games. I feel. I bad know for it's you, <laughs> it's it's one like literally. I'm like I find myself. I'm luckily. The only thing that's been getting me through is playing Baldur's Gate. That's the only thing that's, that's <laughs> kept me sane. Like 11 p.m. I get home from a show and I'm like, must play. Some you know, sort for of the amount of shit that we give you for being a, a hopeless degenerate, that means that I have to assume that you killed the Druid's Grove and took Minthara as a companion. <laughs> I didn't know. Because you're an evil piece of shit. Did. I almost did. <laughs> my, the fact my, you even <laughs> considered it, you soulless I almost, bastard. I literally, I was like, Are you playing as Dark Urge? I also, I'm not. I also, my first thought was like, she's pretty hot. Maybe I could fuck her. <laughs> I was like, I was you like, can. Well, it no, just, she's it a bad guy. It takes a considerable amount no, of effort. Yeah, exactly. I was like, she's, I'm the, she's the bad guy. I'm Try, I'm doing a good playthrough first. So I, I love can't that do there it. was like people complaining online, and they're like, there's, "There's nothing to make Minthara redeemable." And the developers were like, "Yeah, she's evil. <laughs> she's a bad guy. She's, she's really not supposed guy. to have a redemption yeah, arc. She's exactly. the bad person." But I'm ready to actually <laughs> roll physical dice, guys. Let's do it. All right. All right. Well, just for everybody at home, we have not really given Raymond a recap at all, so he's yeah, going to be no learning as we happening. go. Going to be fantastic. <laughs> I'm excited for him. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all... We do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. Last week, the party had a really good time. They had a really good run uh, fighting against this gigantic thing that burst out of the cyst in the middle of the arena. Uh, They first had this big cyst down there that swallowed up Golakon, and then the 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 centipede-like graboid-type creature, uh, one of those that we had witnessed previously, um, came out and started hackling the party. And at its beckoning, a group of small Shangri-All heaps started erupting out of the sand and moving their way towards the cyst 
allowing the cyst to subsume them into its mass. The party was able to stop a fair amount of them before they got to it, but not enough to prevent the awakening of the horrifying Shangriol behemoth. But it wasn't horrifying enough because the party pretty much nonchalantly beat the piss out of it uh, because of Malleus's enlargedness and the improvised hook weapon that they had and the uh, the nasty natural 20s that Micah kept rolling. It was pretty disgusting. Lots of crits. I didn't get to do a lot of fun stuff. I think Malleus almost went down. Um, But I still didn't take anybody down. Which was insane because that wasn't... Because you were only three of you in the party, that was an extreme threat encounter that you walked all over. Believe it or not. Proud of you, boys. It happens. Maybe in 2024 my luck will bring me on top and I'll be able to kill one of you. I can't wait uh, for you to kill Raymond in the episode that he returns. <laughs> not even trying. Right? Can you imagine? Like, be like, guys, I'm back. What I'm back. It's just like, yeah, like one of those little this is supposed to be an RP episode, but like, like it's, he just dies somehow. The party shows up. Bill died like the day after everyone left him at his house. You He's just been him. dead for, yeah, exactly. Broke his pelvis. He choked on a, he choked on a chicken bone. <laughs> Now the party finds himself in the arena with this thing having left this noxious cloud of decay and negative energy kind of subsuming the entire ground of the arena. But it has gone quiet, as it so often does. Gentlemen, what do you do? Throw the hook in the arena again. Going fishing. Gonna try to get me a sand trout. I, I'm kind of running low on supplies, man. Maybe we shouldn't fish another one out just yet. <laughs> Sick Dune reference. Is Golakon dead? I. Does it matter? <laughs> I. Can we tell if Golakon is dead? Golakon, you in there? I, there is I nothing. It doesn't look good. Well, you did see his face in this thing, so he was made a part of it in some way. Now, I guess it's possible there could be some of him left over somewhere, but you really would have no way of knowing. You know, something could have slunk under the sand and went somewhere. You just don't know. His body's nowhere to be seen. Exactly. There are no remains to be found. Would I happen to know if these behemoths tend to kill the uh, the individuals that they claim? No. You no, wouldn't have a way of knowing them. that because they're, they're extremely rare. You know, you you did get the knowledge check on them, but they're still a very rare creature because they are pretty much caused by out-of-control flesh warping in a single area. So they just don't exist very often. The tales of them are very sparse because if you see one, you're generally going to die. Okay. Okay. I am going to do a healing check on myself because I took a pretty good hit to the face. So I have a 25 on that, which is a critical success for DC 15 and healed 13. And I'm going to take a soothing tonic, which brings me back to 77 out of 82. So, but I don't have a ton of healing left. I am low on spell slots. Very low on spell slots. I'm, I'm doing pretty okay. I don't know about you guys. I'm at two-thirds HP, which admittedly is not very much. I have 45 HP left. 
I'm at 60 out of 85. I was going to say, if you don't know about us, it's because you weren't listening. We just told you how we were. That's true. (laughs) Hmm. So are you going to head back home? Yeah, let me... Well, I... Yeah, if we're just going to walk back, then I'm going to skip the tedium of doing a medicine check, too. If we're just Nah, fuck Raymond. Let's keep adventuring this episode. (laughs) I was just thinking, like, if they don't go home, I'm just going to... Just going to listen. It's going to be great. I will say there's a shit ton of really fun stuff on this floor and the floor down. Oh, really? You've done a lot of this floor, but the next floor down is so fun. I can't wait for you guys to really start exploring it. We did get most of this. There's still just that area off to the north or east there. And we didn't really like, finish exploring. Yeah, where that we, can get there when we, get, uh, we can get there when we get Billion. Yeah, but everything else is... Looks like it's been marked off. I I absolutely love the cold, heartless callousness of adventures. Like an ally literally just died, and we're like, "Well, we probably should go back to town and get Billiam, and <laughs> we'll just pick it back up tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we dead. we barely knew the guy, and he kind of was asking it's for it. Like yeah, he went we'll, down to the pit of his own volition. Oh, you know, he was psychotic. It's fine. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't think he was psychotic. It's just. Yeah, uh, I think uh, it, it, it is what it is for Malleus because he's a kind of a disconnected character to begin with. Uh, but he does, you know, if anything, he feels disappointed, not in Golakon, but more the fact that he's dead, because in the time that he knew him, he was exceptionally useful in combat, which Malleus admires quite a bit. It's, it's as close to feeling sad about him as he can feel. I think Raymond, uh, I love that picture. I think what Malleus will do is that he'll come up to like this center dais there um, as they're leaving and uh, will lean down into the sand and with two fingers carve uh, a really elegant looking G in the sand for Golicon. And he'll do like a, a fist <laughs> over the chest. Gluck, gluck. Okay. I could make some stuff together. We could make that kind of like concrete. It'll just stick there. Like a permanent marker. It's actually not a bad idea. It'd be a good way to do a neat memorial for him. We have his face around here still? Where did that go? Well, that's enough silent reflection for now. Let's head back to town. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right, you guys make it up and through. Um, I imagine you're just going to, you know, since you're right at the stairs, you'll make your way back up, take uh, take the teleportation from this the the floor above you all the way to the to the main it's still relatively early in the day cuz rin came out here with you guys you went pretty much directly to the altar room and then came right down here and just walked straight right i think it's honestly probably like 1 to o'clock at the latest so it's still well during the day when you make your way back through um back through the fog fen and uh about the time you get out of the fog fen you hear something very familiar does everybody know what you're about to hear anyone want to take a wild guess <laughs> uh, yeah i was gonna say i i hope it's heavy breathing and the pitter patter of dilly's feet <laughs> it is the 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 dilly mobile hey y'all where's your buddy didn't for you i mean well, I mean, y'all, a lot of y'all went. I saw y'all leave with Ren. She came back, I don't know, maybe half hour, 45 minutes ago. But, but where's your other buddy? 
Well, funny story. We we actually used him for bait when we went fishing. And why would you do something with your son like that? Well, I, I just have to get wet, and there's more, so it's really not a, a major investment. I mean, it's it's not as big a deal as you think. It's it's simply the circle of life, Dilly. Perhaps you've heard the expression, for dust we are, to dust we will return. Well, he returned to the dust. But he was so mushy. Very wet. Oh, he's even mushier now. I, I came looking for y'all because Billiam seems worried and scared. He's been out wandering the town yelling your name the past two hours. He won't even listen to me oh. when I told him that, that y'all were gone. He said they'd never leave without me. And was just wandering the town shouting. Oh, Billiam. <laughs> so y'all better make it back soon before he causes more of a ruckus. Oh, I, I'll, I, your buddy, uh, I think his name's Aldrin, tried to call him down with some pastries and stuff. He wouldn't even have none of that. There's something real wrong with that boy. You know that, right? Huh? That sounds pretty serious. You don't think he got into the whispering reeds, do you? I didn't think he could read. There I don't are know other what that people is. who live in that house besides him. And it's worth assuming they're probably more intelligent than Billiam is. I do hope that if Billiam <laughs> dies, it's one of his kids that takes up the mantle and goes adventuring <laughs> with us in the gauntlet. <laughs> Six-year-old fighter. Yep. yep. Play him as a goblin. Well, let's let's go round him up, I guess. Oh, you guys make your way into town. And you do hear off in the distance, you know, echoing between the buildings. <laughs> uh, alongside the din of the giant's wheel. Yell, yell something. I would, I would like yell I was gonna, well, I was just gonna say I would like to think that once Bill gets into ice uh, like eye shot. You guys check cast chat. You guys see this. This is what you guys see as soon as as soon as you can see Bill. I've sent well, a gift in the cast chat. Yes, the forest <laughs> gump wave. It's the forest the gump wave. wave. <laughs> and so this is good. Bill's very excited and just waving his hand. He's like, guys, guys, where did you go? I thought you all died. What? We've been in the gauntlet. We actually thought you were with us for part of it, but you weren't. <laughs> No, I I remember I had to stay here And then when you didn't come and check on me I thought you had died I also don't know how long you've been gone Because no one in real life Told Raymond how long you've been gone for Has it been days? Has it only been, been hours? Like three days? Okay. It's, been <laughs> no, at, it's, it's been at most two days I think it's only okay. been yeah, two days, days honestly. Yeah, it's it's been one day It's been one day <laughs> Bill's It's literally been one day He gets separation <laughs> anxiety Yeah <laughs> I thought you guys would come back last night and you didn't and then I started crying because I didn't know where you were well we're back now so no I'm done did you fix everything or do you still need my help Yep. we we still need your help quite a bit actually okay good I was going to be real sad if you guys did everything without me no no wait we actually uh, ironically met a, a fellow that kind of filled your part but not very well. He got eaten by Shai Halut, but we'll <laughs> we killed it, Bless so it's you. fine. Uh, Billy, Billiam met Golakon, didn't you, Billiam? I did. Oh, yeah. Where is he? He's dead. Oh, that's... Oh, yeah, that's, shit. He's, he's, he's gone. Oh, we could not well, find a body. We assume he has passed. Well, he knew the risks. That he did. Well, well, he just has, like, t- Everlong playing in the background as he stares into the <laughs> distance. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you guys, you, it's, well, sorry, what time, catch what time it was? It's like 2 p.m., I think. Yeah, 1, oh, okay. 2 p.m. It's like early afternoon. <laughs> it's like lunchtime, okay. dog. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. guys hungry? Yeah, they right. have been so gone <laughs> away from you for a grand total of like 18 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but when I woke you up still you have here, not spent more time out. with your family than us overall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil's like, hey, guys, I need to spend time with my family. After one night, I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of this house. Okay. Yeah, where'd you guys go? <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen those kids in their fucking nightmares. Holy yeah, no. shit. Jesus Christ. Somebody didn't raise them right. <laughs> I got an absent father um, or something. <laughs> right? Well, what are you guys doing here? Why are you in town? Well, just resting for the day. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, well, why don't Free you guys rest? mostly. And I'll convince Yvette to let me go back out tomorrow with you guys. I'll spend the rest of the day in that fucking hellhole. And then tomorrow morning, I'll be ready bright and early. I mean, you could so regale what? him with the story of, of what happened, too, right? Like, you don't yeah, have yeah. data dump. But oh, you, know, true. you could have a nice brewski. RP exactly what happened. I can't Maybe drink. Maybe like C-3PO in, uh, in Return of the Jedi. And like pantomime it out with cool sound effects and things. No, Just spit yeah, let's. Uh, uh, yeah, we can do that. What's the yeah. last thing you remember, William, in the gauntlet? I don't remember exactly where we parted ways. <sighs> Feels like it's been more than eight weeks since I had to remember that. Um, I don't. I Oddly j- enough, it was just yesterday. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I, I know. I remember meeting Golakon. I'm in this map too. If I could see the map of where we were, so I think I, the I'll, last also, thing I'm assuming that... we're he- I'm assuming we're heading to the crow's casks right now. Thank you, go to the crow's casks. Right Absolutely, because it's the best bar. Oh, town. oh, okay. We locked that dude in that room, right? And then Wait, you the... went through that. You went through the portal, and that's where you met oh. Golakon. Yes, and we you fought only really the, had... the big basilisk. Exactly. Thing. Yes. The uh the destration destration. Yeah, and we had the 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 ready player one thing on our forehead. Or yeah, that's the one. one. You know what I'm talking about. That's yeah. that's the Is only time that you yeah. saw him fight, I believe. I don't think that you really yeah, did anything else cuz I think after that y'all just headed back, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, then we met him and we walked back in the town. Like, mhm. And then I went home. And that was it. I don't I I didn't after we after we fought the the champion that's what it was it said champion on our on our or contender yeah. something like that on our foreheads and we fought and then we went back and that's that was the last thing challenger challenger thank you then you all blew up bad joke blew sorry up. <laughs> actually you didn't miss a lot too soon yeah we you didn't miss a lot we came back down here we walked down this our, this hallway to the gladiatorial arena and ended up fighting some basilisks and someone had the bright idea of bringing the the statues back to life which promptly started to kill us and we killed them and then Golikon walked out into the sand got eaten and then we went fishing By the dug it up sand? the thing that ate him and killed it and here we are oh, that's okay. i think that's it you also have buried the lead of oh, the damn thing it, that- i forgot the sound effects ah! <laughs> no, oh, no, stop it. Why are you doing that? That's stupid. Why are you bringing it back to life? Why? Why would you do that? It died like fighting. Oh, never mind. Anyways, that's, that's about it in a nutshell. Now, Billiam, have you seen Rin also? 
No, I haven't left my house. Well, uh... <laughs> He's me for real, for real. Our, our, our opinions are somewhat divided on her, but it turns out that she may or may not have caused all of this by uh, Wait, some malfeasance what? on her parts. How? Wait, We've like been our bootstrapped our paradoxed. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what those words mean. Never mind. <laughs> well... <sighs> It seems that Rin found a way to change the past. Uh, in order to rectify somehow, in order to rectify a mistake that she had made, uh, she ended up uh, saving someone from death, and uh, this caused a ripple effect through the timeline and uh, created the uh, the circumstances that we are in today. Hmm. I like to imagine we're like making our way to the crook's nook while talking. Finally, get inside and go get a beer. So we have a setting. Mm-hmm. Malleus is gonna. What's most fascinating about it? But really, it's wonderful how the universe deals in coincidences like this. Is that that individual that she saved was Toven? Wait, what? Yes, it seems that she saved Toven when he was a little boy. And that's why they knew each other in the tent. Indeed. And he was supposed to have died. And originally he did, but she changed the past. Funny how that works. Mm-hmm. So she... What did you tell... Did you confront her about this? Does she know that you know? We oh, found yes. out. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, she, she told us. Oh, she told As us. As we were being hunted by a pack of interdimensional dogs. Oh, shit. Did this all happen in the gauntlet? Yes. Okay. So we're Very convenient for her to lure us into a closed space with tight angles for her geometry animals to jump out and kill us. Very it has been a busy day. Jesus, so she is a bad guy. We're split on that. I think she is more misled. She's irresponsible. Gotcha. I, I would say she's probably less bad than Malleus. Malleus is... <laughs> Malleus is... Becoming good though, and he goes to put his hand on Malleus's shoulder. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly takes his hand off his shoulder. I look at his, uh, 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 I was gonna say Zermathor. because <laughs> that's what it says on Discord. I was uh, at uh, Asmordra and be like, he's gonna come around. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't know how much longer that Cecil pelt's gonna last. It's looking pretty ragged. True. You go find another Noel the Butcher, right? A taller one. Well, yeah. so so is Rin still in the gauntlet? I'm assuming no, you killed all of her dogs. No, she left after we fixed her problem for her. Convenient. Mm, what was her immediate problem? Being hunted uh, by being the hunted interdimensional by dogs. Oh, they weren't her dogs. Okay, I thought they were her dogs that she summoned like, to fight you guys. No, in a matter no. of speaking. Okay. No, she merely lured us into a uh, into a situation where we were certain to fight them and kill them or die ourselves. Very mm. no. It's okay. going to be it's going to be very awkward talking to her this evening. Only if you make it awkward. You should just. I can make it awkward. I'm, I'm pretty good at that. I, you know, I, I kind of feel like you're really overreacting. I mean, would, did anything actually different happen by bringing those two statues back to life with the blood of the basilisk? Let's see. You changed the past. The things tried to kill us. We killed them. Everyone moves on. What's the difference? Malice well, will is, order a beer. 
as, as she said it herself, we can't be certain of our pasts anymore. After she changed the past and came back to her present time, she suddenly had memories of the past 40 years that she herself had never experienced. So how do any of us know what happened and what didn't happen? What did we actually live? I've only been alive for a few years. <laughs> I'm not alive at all. Malleus, remind me, how, how long back do you remember? Uh, Malleus will toss a beer back that clanks around on the inside of his armor and pours out the bottom of the stool. Uh, and uh, he'll put the glass down and say, I don't remember. I remember waking up in the cage, already dead, already desiccated. In fact, no flesh, no muscle, no marrow. Just bones scattered in a cage, waiting. I had armor, and I had a hammer. That is what I know. I know that when I died, I went somewhere, and something got. I remember fighting, and I remember winning before waking up. That is the extent of my memory. Although, I do seem to have waves of things that come with more clarity over time. Possibly the more we delve into the gaunt light, I'll have more and more memories be unlocked. And Esmodrin, how old are you exactly? I don't know. I, let's see. Eh, I feel like ten, maybe. It's about far back as I can remember. So it could very well be that you are only born because of this change that Rin had made. Could be. But in the end, what's it matter? GM did we end up about to speak so going to the crow's casks or did you end up going to the crook's nook? We went to the crow's cask. Yeah. Okay. Magaloy is there and looks at Malleus who has drank this thing looking as if he were Cecil and has apparently wet the floor. Are you are you you you're going to clean that up? I just got this place back together after it half burned down and you're gonna piss on my floor? Malleus will slowly turn to him. It was you who called it piss, not me. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. That's fantastic. And he just pushes the cup back. I think he was trying to experiment and see if he could drink just to see if it would work. <laughs> Nope, it did not. What? What? Ah, he's like scratching his head, going back behind the bar, looking wistfully off into the distance, wondering (laughs) how to respond. Uh, uh, I, I know. You, you guys, close up. I need to take a nap. I've seen people throw up on these floors. It'll be fine. As you guys are commiserating and. Knocking back some bruise. A familiar looking. How should I put this? Something darts into the door of the bar. Very short thing darts into the door of the bar and runs over to Cecil. Uh, and, and you note, just as it gets to it, you recognize this thing as it says, Tag puppy, you're it. It's Doriana Menhemes. And she runs and she tags Cecil and she runs out the door. 
Was she alone? She was alone. A six-year-old child ran into yeah, a drinking establishment like a at two in the afternoon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, the really funny thing about this is that I know Trevor wants me to pursue this lead and go follow this character. <laughs> and Malleus could not give less of a shit right now. <laughs> I don't care what you do. Uh, I really do ah. feel like Malleus is just like, tag. Uh, I guess she's been turned over what to is Addie this now. Tag? This change of management, so different rules, I suppose. Isn't that the mayor's child? Yeah, he's supposed to give it to the witch. I know there's there's a whole story what? there. Yeah, it's complicated. This town's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Says the undead skeleton. Yeah, that is wearing, be a wearing a reference point skin yeah. cloak, right? Exactly. Exactly, and that, that should be a, a reference point for, for how fucked up this town is. Um, Malleus will, will kind of, like, turn towards uh, Tacitus next to him in the chair and be like, Dag. It, it, it's, a, it's a children's game. You're supposed to run after her now. Malleus will kind of sit there for a moment and be like, I'm wearing the gnoll skin, aren't I? <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, yes, you are. I was gonna say I lean I lean over to Mal or lean over to Malleus to say, No, no, you, you have to touch him when you say it. You just can't say tag. That's not how it works. <laughs> um Malleus will uh stand up from his table and then drop to all fours and scream, You have touched the puppy and start take off into the street. <laughs> Full sprint. Like Wiley e. Coyote, right out the door. I make a Malleus shaped hole through the frame. Nice. <laughs> are, are you actually going to take chase? Yes. Malleus will. Ma Malleus is as. Here's his mindset right now is that he has to keep appearances, but he also might get to scare a child for fun. <laughs> True. But you run out the door and you see about 30 feet off. She's like peeking around the edge of a building, like expectantly waiting for you to come out. Uh, Malleus will go that direction. Saunter. Uh trod i don't know she takes Fashé. off southward from the crow's casks down towards like the residential area where billiam's family would be um making a straight line not going so fast that you would lose sight of her but going at a steady clip you could probably really catch her if you tried what's your move speed 25 or 20 you probably 20. could not catch her if you really tried <laughs> yeah no uh, I'm, I'm I'm a heavy man. Uh, and she continues to lead you, and she goes around a corner. And as you make your way around the corner, I want you to give me a perception check. All right. I'll do it. Natural one. <laughs> well, you where see did she no go? child. You see a dead-end alley. Sheer stone walls on all sides. There's nothing here. Is there a way that I could have just missed her, or is there nowhere she could have gone? As far as you can tell, there's nowhere she could have gone. So Malleus is perplexed. Very. The girl seems to possess a higher power than I anticipated. <laughs> the power of a natural one perception check. She has turned completely invisible. Immaculate. The mayor's daughter is a natural. He must be warned. <laughs> I sprint in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's happening with everybody in the bar after Malleus <laughs> runs out? 
honestly, Bill probably would have been like, I love tag, and probably started to chase Malleus unless someone stopped no, him. You you absolutely could. Yeah. If no we one would have stopped him, Bill all that like, and say that you were chasing behind <laughs> no, and were maybe 15, 20 feet behind them. Bill, no, I will say, Bill probably was like, oh, I love tag, and he like went to go, but he has a beer, so he's like, oh, and he starts chugging the beer, and by the time this all happens, Malleus is starting to make his way back in. Magalore's like, give me my cup! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll say you're you're heading out, and you see him trundling back from the distance. Right, yeah. It's going to take you a while to get over to him. As Mordrin, what, what, what are you going to do when this happens? Um... He'll probably just keep sitting there drinking, get some food. They'll be back. And, uh, they're fine. Tacitus, you? Uh, Tacitus is otherwise preoccupied. He's not really concerned with uh, the gamma tag. I imagine that he's just kind of sitting there, slowly sipping whatever he got to drink. Some some short beer since it's early in the... Uh, in the so, afternoon. so here's my headcanon, right? Is that, is that Billiam goes to take his beverage outside, gets yelled at by McAloy for taking a cup and an alcoholic beverage into public because it's against city ordinance, you fucking mongrel. <laughs> he goes back inside to finish drinking his beer. As soon as he gets ready to go outside, Malleus kicks the door open and screams, The girl is a witch! <laughs> <gasps> Before that happens, around the time that that Billiam is struggling with if he should chug the drink or leave and runs out and Magaloy yells and that lovely circumstance of event or chain of events because I imagine this whole thing with Malleus would take three, four minutes probably from going out there seeing her, chasing her down, going around the corner failing a perception check you know, while while Snake sits in a box snickering in the corner um and makes his way back, you know, maybe not running or jogging, but slowly. So the whole thing, three, four minutes. And as Mordrin is perusing the menu, trying to figure out what he's going to eat for himself and for Tommy Mouth. Mm-hmm. I like how they're two separate entities, right? That's canon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tacitus is sitting there drinking his beer and just kind of staring into the middle of distance, thinking about something. Memories are our connections to our past, to our triumphs, failures, great loves, and our great sorrows. The cherished memories are our treasures, and the hated memories are regrets. Yet even in the worst memory, there is an element of hope that one day all will be better. And even in the best memory, there is that melancholy kernel, that awareness that this is only temporary. Happiness will give way to sadness, just as surely as sadness gives way to happiness. And in the middle of it all, between the good and the bad, is the vast expanse of banality. Those things that we do not remember, for there is no reason to. Our routines, faces of strangers, storefronts passed by and never entered. The banal forms the majority of our lives, but it remains forgotten. It is the good and the bad that stand out in stark relief against the banal And this good and bad are never forgotten. You remember your great love, every detail of their face, their laugh, and most of all, how they made you feel. As he sits there contemplating this, Tastus finds himself sitting in his dining room, sipping a coffee. Freshly made and with a light dollop of cream to dull the bitterness. 
she just made it for him. And there she stood, just a few feet away, washing the dishes from their brunch. She has dark hair, pale skin, and as she turns to look at him, she smiles while looking down, almost shyly, even after all these years. That was one of his favorite things about her. Uh, What was her name? The edge of his vision begins to fade. The colors of the room begin to go gray, and everything firms up again as he sees their child, a little girl running through the kitchen, out of the door to join her friends. As her laughter fades in the distance, Tasta stands and walks to the bathroom. He washes his hands and stares at himself in the mirror. He has red, neatly combed hair and sharp blue eyes. I remember. I remember all of them. I remember her and I remember our child. I remember the life that we had together. But I cannot remember their names. It's just at the edge of my memory, tantalizingly close, agonizingly just out of reach. I see them. I try to reach out and touch them. Find something firm to hold on to. And like smoke, it falls through my fingers. Tacitus is sitting in his dining room, sipping an afternoon tea. Freshly made, the flavor of mint refreshes him. But it was supposed to be coffee. She had just made it for him. And there she stood, just a few feet away, washing the dishes from their lunch. She has red hair and a freckled face. And as she turns to look at him, she beams at him, and he takes in her full attention. But I thought her hair was dark. No, no, surely it is red. This I must know for sure. And her name... Ori... Or... Her name starts with an O, that I know for sure. The edge of his vision begins to fade. The colors of the room begin to gray. More strongly this time, but just as before. Everything firms up again as he sees their child. He's running through the kitchen, out the door to join his friends. A, a boy? As his laughter fades in the distance, Tasta stands and walks to the bathroom. He washes his hands and stares at himself in the mirror. He has dark hair, slightly overgrown, and bright green eyes. I remember them. If nothing else, I can remember them. Both of them. All three of them, the boy and the girl. But no, there was only one, not two. But I remember them. Surely I do. I must. But memories, far from being firm are very malleable. Whether through forgetfulness, biases or prejudices, trauma or desires, our memories are changeable. Yesterday's certainty is tomorrow's doubt. Even those we love do not remain in our minds forever. Can we really be certain of our own memories? The best of us remember only snapshots, maybe a spoken phrase. Everything else is an inference, a construction hinging on other snapshots and it may come crumbling down. Tastus is sitting with an empty cup in his hand. He drinks from it and the cup, having been drunk from, is now full. She had just made it for him, and there she stood. But what does she look like? Even as she turns to look at him, her face is hardly a face at all. Is it changing? Are her features shifting? Her eyes and hair changing color? Or are they firm, and Tasta simply cannot see, unable to combine the features in his mind. Who who are you? The edge of his vision fades. The colors go dull, constantly in flux, shifting between shades of gray. She says something, or does she laugh? 
He cannot tell. It is a discordant chaos that enters his ears, mere jumbled noise and sensations. Something runs past him, something small. He does not recognize it. Doesn't matter. Tastus stands and walks to the bathroom. He looks in the mirror and sees not a jumbled mess, not chaos, but himself in stark relief to all else. There he is as he actually is, eyes gray and empty, hair lank, skin sallow. His eyes grow, their emptiness overcoming everything else, absorbing everything until there is nothing but oblivion. And Tacitus, once again, ceases to remember From the pen of Micah, after threatening to do a vignette via AI, after asking for this for a year. Thank you, Micah. That was beautiful. Thank you. Malleus kicks in the door and says, the girl is a witch. (laughs) (laughs) You should be thanking me, Trevor. That was my threat that got him. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I have that chat GPT write your fucking video. Yep. yep. <laughs> I told him if he didn't have something written by the next time we recorded, I was going to do. Yeah, we told him we were going to do chat GPT. Christian suggested it. I actually think that'd be a hilarious one shot is we have chat GTP, like, give us the background for characters with very little input. And that's what we're going to play for this. Right, one but like, I that also want the cool. AI that makes our campaign to be the one that like watches 10,000 hours of like crime dramas and then writes a crime drama. You ever seen those posts online oh, yeah. <laughs> where somebody yeah. just like makes an AI watch like 10,000 hours of comedy movie and then write a comedy movie script. And it's always bananas yes. and super off the wall. I want that. I want that kind of campaign <laughs> written. <laughs> The dragon is a block of cheese. It's depressed. Thank you, Micah. I appreciate it. I like it. Thank it you. It was nice. It was cool. More than I could have asked for. Tacitus ceases to remember. On the blink of an eye, and then Malleus has to bring everybody back to reality. There goes gravity. <laughs> it may be reality. He thinks that the girl is a witch. Because he daddy won his perception check in an alley. Who knows? Maybe she's not there. Maybe she was giggling under a sheet in the corner that was bright pink and he's just blind. That's the power Malice of the natural one, y'all. Exactly. See? That's, that's what happens when you don't have corneas. Malleus is like a dog. Like All you have to do is hold up a piece of cardboard and like duck behind it in the middle of a field and they can't see you. They don't know you're No there. object permanence. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> None at all. I, I will I will burst back in, and after making my proclamation, we'll look right as Asmordrin and Tacitus and, and proclaim, I believe she turned invisible or teleported. She but, lured me into an alley and then disappeared. Not oh, a trace. That's, that's, that's the, the point of the game, Malleus, is she hides from you, so you can't tag her back. You I mean, did that's, not that's... tell me! Tag involves hiding. <laughs> Why do you feel the need to stay, keep the rules of the game from me? You just ran out the door after her. We didn't. Really, you didn't ask. I was questions. told I had to tag her back. Th- not her. Anyone. It doesn't even have to be her. That's the beauty what? of it. What? I ran through the streets for nothing. <laughs> I mean, technically, if you caught her, she could have called no tag backsies. I refuse to play these games anymore. And he sits back down at the bar. 
This is how the I The point imagine. of a game is you have to explain the rules before you play. How am I supposed to win if I don't know the rules? Did, did they not have tag when you were alive? No. No. They did not. Huh. Or maybe no one wanted to play with you because you're so grumpy. Or maybe I don't remember because I don't have memories. That too. You know what? Malleus punches Billy in the back of the head. See? This is why. This is why no one wants to be your friend. Natural 19. <laughs> <laughs> and I am trained and unarmed too, so that is a... Uh, oh, a 33. That's a crit. <laughs> Oh my god, roll oh, damage, cool. just do it Roll that damage 14 points of damage so Double, wow. 28, or is that with uh, that, that was critical that damage oh, Okay, cool So after 14. you were like, nobody wants to play with you Because you're so grumpy, Malice punches you <gasps> Jake, in the back this of the is head how he with... dies Do you have crit specialization <laughs> yeah. for fists? You could knock him unconscious He falls into his soup and drowns <laughs> into, my, into my beer that I tried to chug <laughs> Uh, Malleus will instead punch you and you feel a gauntleted, gauntleted fist crash into the back of your skull and you almost hit your face on the bar and as you reel around Malleus doesn't smile but if he could he would and he says tag you're it now this, you're getting it this is how I imagine starts, Jake would play tag if he was learning it as a 26 year old man today <laughs> <laughs> that is correct I just hit people all the time. No, no, no. Just like I experienced no rules, repercussions either. Having the rules half wrong, going off half cocked, being mad that nobody explained the rules to you, then punching somebody. Better those are all totally things I would do in real life and have done. Have, uh, Ask I, Mike, I how many times has he been punched? Uh, you more like grab my knee. It's really weird. Like you grab <laughs> uh, like, like both you sides of my so knee. You really yeah, I, hard. I give him a cow yeah. bite. Yeah, it's the worst thing I've ever felt. I got strong hands. <laughs> Michael wishes he could climb this jungle gym. The timeless art of seduction. I threw up in my mouth after saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not a jungle gym. I'm a jungle James. Seduce me, Jake. Seduce me. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Okay. We had we had Tastus's vignette. We had uh, we had confusion from uh, Malleus. Billion's been punched in the back of the head, and uh, there's a gigantic plate of camel nachos on the way to Asmordrin. What you gonna do? Thanks You're having a really early dinner at the this bar. This could just still. be lunch, you know. Guess it could. Yeah, two o'clock. That's a stretch, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So after after Mal after Malleus uh, tags Billiam, he'll go. Um, probably he's 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 mad. No one's taking him seriously about Doriana being a witch. That's a real big deal to him. <laughs> <laughs> Is the mayor aware of his daughter's supernatural power? Uh, yes. We, we've talked with him at length about it. She actually sees a a, a man in yellow and goes to a dream world. No, no, I am aware that she sees things, or she may hear things, but this is different. She manipulated magic on purpose. 
disappear uh, into thin air. So, so because you couldn't find her, you you believe she's an all-powerful witch. There's no way she could have evaded my detection. She is a threat. <laughs> but, but she's six. She's rubbing the back of his head. Imagine what she will do at seven. <laughs> I feel I feel like at that when you say that your fist clenches and it's the fist you punch me with and Bill's like Exactly Bill's like maybe he's right. Matt guys. studies magic his whole life and he's just fucking sorcerers. <laughs> as the uh, as the father of a nearly six year old daughter, I I say the same thing all the time. <laughs> she's a witch. At and imagine what she'll do when she's seven. I know it's terrifying. It's like Todd's children. You know, like his are on like the physical end of the spectrum. Yours are gonna have like telepathy powers or something. Oh, While my, fucking my daughter. Grace is over there eating concrete and spitting acid. <laughs> my daughter's totally like a cop. Like she's totally like we're talking about career. Your daughter's day a fucking narc. She's a narc, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. You failed as a parent. I like to think she'll be in internal investigations or something. <laughs> internal affairs. Right. So, uh, so yeah, Malleus is is fully convinced. We need to warn the mayor. What if she has taken a patron and it is corrupting her mind? How long until she turns into a weapon against her own family? And we have another problem to deal with. I think we should follow this line of thought and go right to the mayor now. Malia stands up quickly from the bar, pushing his seat back and say, slams his fist on the tables. I say we go to the mayor right now. Uh, uh, If you deem it wise, let's go. (laughs) Yes. Fine. Man, I was really hoping somebody would just like derail me at some point, but here we go. This ought ought to be entertaining. And I keep my distance from Bill so he can't tag me. (laughs) (laughs) He's still seeing stars from that rabbit punch. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, let's go, and Bill starts running in the opposite direction. I don't know, man. I I don't think that was a rabbit punch. I I wound up on that one. Billy wasn't looking. I took a cheap shot. So you guys head to Menhemes Manor? Oh, this is good. You make your way up that long winding path at the edge of the town. I wonder what sort of conversations are going on. Like, is 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 Malleus just like proudly leading to the front? Not talking oh, yeah, to he's, anybody. He's, oh yeah, just, like, no, no. He, well, first of all, like him and the mayor, like from what I remember, the mayor knows. Like he's like one of the few people that knows that Malleus isn't actually Cecil. And he's just using this to keep the public calm so he doesn't freak them out. So his goal is to just, like, walk into Menheme's manor. Like, fuck Steckin, fuck the guards. I have to warn the mayor. This is pragmatism at its finest. This isn't because I care about the mayor. This is because I can't afford more unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> like a child running into a bar unsupervised at 2 p.m. And then doing magic. So, yeah, I, like, I, I imagine, like, Steckin's outside, like, in the courtyard and shit, like looking at us and everything, and I'm just like, the stiff arm just move past. So you, you can't go in with that. There's a bit of a family emergency going on. I, I don't think it wise. I don't think it wise to go in. Malleus will, like, straighten up really quick and then turn slowly towards Stekin and then take, like, a few steps to close the distance and say, What emergency? 
It, it has to do with Miss Doriana. She, she seems to have taken ill suddenly. Ill? What do you mean? Suddenly? How suddenly? I just saw her. What'd you do to her, Malleus? He turns white as a ghost. And he's like, that's, that's not possible. She's, what do you, he, uh, he'll turn to, to Tacitus and, and Billy and everybody's like, did you not see Doriana run into the, cro- or the, the bar we were just at? Tag me and then run back into the street. Did I not just punch Billy in the back of the head because he made fun of me for losing her? That's all I, true. I, I guess she is a witch. I can't say for sure. I, mean, I didn't know if she's a witch, but I was there. She tagged me. I felt it. And then she ran into the street, through an alleyway, and when I rounded the corner, she disappeared like a phantom. Miss, Miss Doriana's been, been been beset upon by a terrible fever. She's She's been catatonic, at times raving, but she hasn't left her mother's sight and father's sight in, in several hours. Malleus will think to himself for a moment and then contemplate quickly in his head that if he is correct and the daughter is somewhat proficient with using her magical, mystical powers, maybe she reached out to him on purpose. And he'll stay there, he'll, he'll, he'll think that, and then look at Stecken and be like, we must talk to the mayor to see if there is something connected here. Doriana may have reached out to us on purpose. Let us in. What do you mean, reached out? I'm, I'm confused by all of this. Did I not just explain? Yes, but it makes no sense. I, I will allow you in, no, seeing that you are a close associates with the mayor, but please do not. This is a very difficult time for them. Please, please do not levy any accusations or anything. I, I will assist you in any I way that I can. I didn't even know they were that attached to her. I thought they were getting rid of her. Listen, I will keep this close to the vest in order to not upset the public, but... And he leans in closer to Steck, and he's like, I have a reason to believe the child is a witch. Well, if or a sorceress of sorts. hag has her way, she will be soon enough. Hag! Right! This was explained to me briefly, but without a lot of detail. I'll get it later. And he he brings you in the door and, and brings you to the stairs and says, she's upstairs. Take a right, third door to the left is a hallway. She's at the end of the hallway. It's her room. Her mother and father have been there since the wee hours of the morning. Malleus will ignore Stecken as he tries to talk to him and then look directly at his Mordrin and say, Did you bring your gloves? I, you'll, yeah, I always have my gloves. Good. You're the better healer. You may need them. Let us I check would- on this child. I would hope you do not plan to harm the child. No. Why would I harm the child? I am more curious. He wants me to do it. That's why I asked if I had gloves. You do not understand. (laughs) I struck Billiam because he's a dick. Hey. (laughs) But the child is a prodigy. If she is able to reach out to us when she is catatonic, unconscious, and in her own way ask for help, is that not a measure of power and skill? especially for one as young as her. Is it not? I suppose. I suppose. How many people do you know who are close to the vest when it comes to being friends with the mayor, knowing what goes on in his life? I would guess very few. And I would also guess that from what I've been told, that Doriana also does not interact with other people as much as she interacts with you. 
Aside from immediate family, all of you seem to have been touched by a vision in some way or form, as you have told me. That is true. We have already come back from the gauntlet. We have no more spells, no more exploring we can do. But an exceptionally powerful magic user has just reached across time and space while being unconscious to bring us here. And that interests me greatly. Would it not you? I suppose it would. We make our way up the stairs. Uh, as you make your way closer to the door that Stecken told you to head towards, I need everybody to give me a perception check. Another natural one. Let's go. Oh, uh, natural that's nine. Favorite. It's not bad. Do, do perception. Oh, yeah. I got an 18 in total for Malleus. Tastus has an 11 for a 22. I got a 14 for a 24. Six for a 14. All of you notice that the farther you go down this hallway, the colder the air is getting. You can't quite see your breath, but you feel like it's pretty close to that. Those of you that got above a 20 also smell incense of some sort. But there's no smoke indicating that there would be any incense around. They not have a fire going in this portion of the months. Strange. You make your way into the room, and there's various objects levitating about the room. Doriana is laying in her bed, eyes closed, but rapidly moving, moaning softly, and her bedclothes and sheets are drenched with sweat. Can Malleus... Is, is there any way that Malleus could check and see if she's possessed? That would be religion or occultism. I'm going to, like, look at Tacitus. At the same time, this does not seem natural. No. (laughs) No, this is deeply unsettling, and I would like to roll either occultism or esoteric. Do me a favor, just to settle Mm -hmm. a little bit of curiosity. I want you to go touch her and tell her you're it. Malleus will kind of, like, approach, like, the far side of the bed, like, walk around. Is there anybody else in here? Yes, the the parents are in there. <laughs> so so like no, she's been abandoned. Osef, to die. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> right, you, you should you should tell us that. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Osef, um, is pacing in the corner, and Tessia, mother, is is sitting uh, on a small stool next to the bed, um, with her her head, like kind of buried in the in the covers. It looks like she's sobbing softly. If uh, if there was uh, a character I was playing that was more uh, polite, I would knock on the door frame, but I don't. So I just kind of walk in and stomp and let that announce my presence. I'll walk in and look directly at Yosef. Does he regard me or is he too wrapped up in his thoughts? He does not notice you. Neither of them do. Uh, Malleus will uh, look around awkwardly and then look back towards them, bring a gauntleted fist up to his bony chin and go, <clears throat> uh, Osef, looks up at you. Well, yeah. I'm glad. He'll pull the hood glad, back and glad you came. reveal himself in this room. Um, and Tessia looks up at the same time and sees your skeletal face and screams and Yeah, this is like some Beetlejuice bullshit here. <laughs> screams and I was about to be able to do, do, some, do some like be not afraid, but it's it's fine. Uh, he'll he'll look over there and 
very unimpressed, turns back to Yosef and say, she'll recover. Regardless, uh, by the way, this whole time as he's kind of like walking up towards Yosef and then she screams, Malleus is just kind of staring at Tessia than the objects floating around and he is studying like her movements, like what this can be indicative of. I rolled a 17 for a 28 on occultism. Do I get anything out of that? Does, does this tell me anything about what's going on with her? What you... Let me give him... Go ahead. Assist. Ha! Um, I actually get a 27 on occultism as well for an assist, so that would be a critical success, so he would get a plus two to that. Perfect. So... 30. So this bit of information, along with what you experienced before with her, suggests that she is in a state in which she's astral projecting herself. So you would be able to deduce that what you saw before was an astral projection, but you couldn't really determine why. Um, your instincts are telling you that she was reaching out to you guys specifically, right? Go ahead. Can I tell if it's voluntary? Is she doing this on purpose or does she have no control over what's happening? She has no control over what's happening, but she has control of the astral projection likely, but she probably didn't consciously create it. So she's more or less stuck in a magical trance of constantly projecting in herself on Among accident. Among other things, yes. You do notice... She's just casting spells. You do notice that but, that hand yeah. that had the strange bruising on it... Mm-hmm is shriveled and warped now. Like gray and shrunken. It looks like a shrunken head type thing, but a hand. Oh, no. Malleus will walk, still staring at her, his skeletal face revealed, and kind of do a short point at Osif as he walks closer around to the other side, past the end of the bed. She reached out to us. Not long ago. Maybe uh, 10, 20 minutes. How, how is this possible? We, we sent for Rin, she seems, but could not find her. We sent for Hattie hours ago, do but not she's not send returned. For Rin. I do not trust yeah. her, and I advise you don't either. She almost lured us to our deaths. But what? that will have to wait. I will bring you up to speed later. Your daughter is in a constant state of astral projection. She has no control over it. And if I had to guess, and he'll like walk over to her like right hand and like lift it up to inspect it a little bit gently. He doesn't want to hurt her or cause any undue harm. Something is feeding on her. If I had to take a guess, what is this thing? And he'll turn and now look down at Osef. This man she talks about in her sleep. What is she, that? She just calls him the motley man, like like it's an imaginary friend or something from his dreams. Something from her dreams. It sounds With like Malleus's extensive occult knowledge and background, is this like a pseudonym? Or not like a not not a pseudonym, that's not the right word, but uh is this a different name for a well known deity? Like or like is this like a common like like name that they would give to like something else does does the motley man ring any kind of bell at all not one motley man never heard of such a thing does she does she describe what it looks like this man she ever given a physical description of its form 
No, I, I don't. I don't think she has or ever has. Just causing the motley man they go on adventures in her dreams. And there comes a knock on the doorframe behind the three of you. Knock, 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 knock. Well, that poor woman that's out there passed out on the floor, she she remembers who the motley man is. She's seen him before just like I have. And Hattie has come into the room. And with that, we'll find out what some of this means when we come back next week. Heavy. Heavy. That's confusing. Yeah. I thought we were just about to go heal up and go back to the gauntlet. I know, right? Man, this is way more interesting. I'm glad we're doing this little side mission now. I also love just running with the Malleus, like, missing that (laughs) roll. That was really fun and very natural. I had a lot of fun with that. Right. It was great. I love that. (laughs) If you would have rolled a natural 20, you would have also been astonished that she was completely gone. Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfie. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>